listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 12. This is the last episode until Sunday. I'm joined by Jake and the most wrong person in the world, Dex. There we go. There's the cold I am elbow. being attacked. I am being attacked for no reason. Dex, hot off of uh, Bachelor watching, so he does not have any room or any leg to stand on, uh, coming into being the most wrong person in the world. If you're wondering why Dex is the most wrong person in the world, uh, we had a debate that he was not a part of because he was sleeping. Um, so he couldn't defend himself. Now he's here to defend himself. Dex, for those of you who do, do not know, and most of the world disagrees with him, thinks that the Captain America trilogy is a better trilogy than Christopher Nolan's masterpiece, the Dark Knight trilogy, his magnum opus. Let's let's calm down. I don't like Ex- how we're framing this debate already. <laughs> Explain yourself to the people, sir. How dare you, first of all. Wow. Let's uh okay, let's just start off by saying that this take is not nearly as unpopular as Royden would have you to believe. Um, first of all. But getting into it, basically my argument is that the first Avenger is a better movie than Batman Begins because nobody remembers Batman Begins. It doesn't matter. False. We literally, got, we literally got a new Rachel in the second movie. Like, Batman Begins does not matter at all to anyone for any reason. Nobody can name a single plot point from Batman Begins other than Ra's al Ghul is about to microwave the sewers or something, and that was bad. Like, it's not it's not that great a movie. First What's the Avenger plot point to the Captain Avenger? Uh, to, to Captain Avenger, to Captain America, he gets muscles and he chases nazis and he it's chases, great eh. <laughs> and it's great and peggy carter is there and she's great and you know it's just dope okay anyway moving on this is my <laughs> argument you had your chance to speak while i wasn't here <laughs> <laughs> can i present so, a, a, a weird argument that's kind of a long line to this maggie gyllenhaal ahead. is a better rachel she is than katie holmes yeah, Katie Holmes didn't do anything. Uh, I, I was. It was strange when they switched her, but anyway, that doesn't matter. It does matter because it's proof that Batman Begins does not matter <laughs> at all to anyone for any reason. Because anyway, of Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, bringing it down. <laughs> um, but then, obviously, The Dark Knight is the best out of those six movies, clearly, whatever. But Winter Soldier is not that distant of a second place in the six movies of the Dark Knight trilogy and the Captain America trilogy. Patently false. Patently false. The Winter Soldier is a fantastic movie, and it's yes, not that far behind The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is a better movie. No one's arguing that it's not, but it's not that big a gap. And then, I would actually say Civil War is closer to Dark Knight than Winter Soldier. Okay. Both of me and Dex agree that you're wrong about that. Oh, good God. Yeah, I... I'm I'm not there on that one, but damn it. What I will what I will say <laughs> is that Civil War is a better movie than Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Oh. Dark Knight Rises ah, is yeah. okay at best. It's yeah. Bane is good until the end of the movie when he's not good at all, and that's pretty much all Dark Knight Rises has going for it. And 
you know, Captain America takes two out of three in the trilogy war is what I'm saying. So Captain America wins. This is just this is just wrong because the Dark Knight has the only is the only trilogy that we're talking about here that has a perfect movie. So that has to count for something. A one hundred out of one hundred has to count for something. The cap- the first Captain America is the most boring superhero movie that I've ever seen in my entire life. I tried to You're rewatch wrong. that the other day and I fucking fell asleep. That movie is How dare you? Stanley Get that out movie of here. died for us did for not, that film. Did not live up to any expectations whatsoever. Everybody was so happy. Captain America, the first Avenger, Tommy Lee Jones looking gruff and everything else. Stanley yeah, Tucci, he was there. Enough. Peggy Carter, I guess, is there also. Look at Zach or Zach Evans. Look at Chris Evans. He has muscles now. He looks hot as shit. That movie was it. That was it in that movie. That movie's so fucking boring. Get out of here. You're wrong. I'm so excited to edit all of this out. <laughs> How dare Roy you do not do that? Void does not exist. I'm correct. <laughs> no, it all. And stay. I want to point out the, the people will I know. I want to point out that you have not made a single argument in favor of Batman Begins because that movie has nothing going for it. I agree with Dex on that one. It's not good. Oh, do we want to just go to the? Do we want to go to the fan? What the fans think of this? Do we want to you know, go to the, the fans, what the fans think the of fans this? Fans are idiots sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> Mob mentality. I love you know, all I've, 17 of you, but, you know, y'all are wrong on this one. I put out some polls, Dex. I put out some polls. Do we want to go to what the fans think? And how you dare know, you, our her fellow Florence Pugh supporters. My dog has just <laughs> taken over. All right. So, 86. Uh, hello, dog. <laughs> <laughs> she should go sit right there. Uh, well. Good thing we're not recording. I should have been recording the actual uh, Skype interview so we could put this out. But 86%, a whopping 86% of our fans believe that the Dark Knight trilogy is better than the Captain America trilogy. Also, we go on Royden Ogle, at Royden Ogletree on Instagram. You know, he's bringing his own name into this. Si- yes. <laughs> Because I'm right. 67% of the dark of people believe that the Dark Knight is the better trilogy. They're wrong. I don't know what else to tell you. I've already laid out my flawless argument. They cannot have holes both in it. They're wrong. It is what it is. I do. I will agree with you that. Um, I will agree with you that I li- I actually do like Batman. We said this on the last pod. I like Batman Begins more than the Dark Knight Rises. Surprisingly. I think Bane is a better villain, but they're both he and Scarecrow are way better villains than Red Skull ever was. Disagree. So, mm, Bane is better. Scarecrow, meh. Scarecrow's scary as shit. Is when he? you saw that, when you when you saw that movie when you were ten years old, did you not think that that was frightening? I thought it was really weird that this random white guy was like also secretly incredibly powerful for no reason whatsoever. The reason that I think it just seems more realistic. It's more down to earth than anything that any Captain America movie is ever doing. I mean, I don't need Captain America to be down to earth. I need him to be like saving the world from Nazis and shit. And then also bringing down entire spy organizations to their knees just because he felt like it. And he wants to protect the American people. 
Dex, do you also uh, you you know who else thought that they were uh, presenting new ideas? Oh no! Don't do this! Don't don't do this! Don't yeah, whatever's about this. to happen right now, <laughs> I don't like it. Don't do you do know this. who else? Don't do this. Do you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't finish this joke. <laughs> I don't like where any of this is going. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna stop right here. <laughs> Actually, where was it going? What, what were you going to say? Just put it out there. You, you know who else was thinking that they were presenting new ideas? The same people that Captain America was fighting against. That's who. Oh. God damn it. It's where <laughs> I thought he was going, but he presented it in such a way that it was still topical. God damn it. Ugh, okay. So what do you got to say? What do you got to say about that? New uh. ideas. All I have to say is that... <laughs> Captain America saved literally the entire world, and I guess Batman saved Gotham one time, perhaps, maybe, kind of. Three times. Yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, We've been recording for nine minutes and 30 seconds, and we've already completed Godwin's Law. Go team. (laughs) You will have to admit, though, that the Dark Knight has the best villain out of any of these thing also yeah let's just talk about that it has the best villain out of any of these movies yes or no i mean yeah it's that's an unfair question you know no it's not it's, it's irrelevant well okay, let's, let's go down well really who's the villain in civil war robert downey jr <laughs> and he's incredible easily, easily the worst villain uh then yeah, that 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 is a hard comparison because I mean, you. Razal Gul is the worst villain. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. The 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 girl now Liam Neeson in real life. Yeah. <laughs> um the 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 girl in Dark Knight Rises was a terrible villain. The twist that she Talia was the one. Yeah. Oh yeah, she stunk. Yeah, just leave it at Bane. Bane was cool. It doesn't have to be an inside job. Bane loses because Bane loses because you punch him in the face hard enough. If you Bane just loses believe because in he yourself. was a cuck. <laughs> Bane loses because he was cucked and he couldn't handle being oh, ooh, being a cuck. I mean, oh, but man. to be fair, <laughs> but we to would be all fair. simp. We would all simp for Talia Al Ghul. Oh. It's possible. Bad villain. She's okay. Yeah, but the um, I don't know, man. I just think that Civil War, while it was so hyped up to be this big thing, it just it was Avengers two point five where they just fought each other and nothing happened. Because in the next thing, it's like you didn't. You, there was no stakes, zero stakes. You didn't think that. You didn't really think that Robert, or not Robert, that Iron Man and Captain America weren't going to get back together and fight, fight evil villains. You didn't think you didn't, never thought that was going to happen for one second. What did you think the stakes were in Dark Knight Rises? It's not like Bruce Wayne died. He just like chilled in Italy with fucking Anne Hathaway. You didn't know while. that. You didn't know that for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Would I the mean, ending of that film have been better had we not cut to them at the table and we just? watch alfred look up and smile and then it just cuts to black and titles we don't yes. actually get to see 
if Christian Bale and that, Anne Hathaway are alive. That would have been a Christopher Nolan ending. So I'm surprised he didn't do it. But I bet the studio was like, "You gotta, you gotta give us something here." While we're here, you, what happened to Joseph Gordon-Levitt being Robin? <laughs> the studio was probably like, "No." I thought he was the new Batman and not Robin. I uh, I've always thought he was gonna be like the um the oh what's the bat not uh not Batman um somebody help me here where Batman Beyond mm. Do you remember that cartoon? Yeah, they always yeah. Oh yeah 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 well, I mean, I, like, I know his name was Robin, which was just on the nose. But, like, I always thought he was going to be, I always thought he was going to be, like, the next, um, like, that that version of Batman is what I thought they were going to do with it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I will say that Captain America Civil War, its rewatchability is incredible. If the, only for the airport fight scene. Did I say Civil War? I meant shit. God well, yeah, that. That's you're wrong in all of this. <laughs> Why am I wrong with all this sudden? Because Civil War is not better than any of these movies. I'm not saying it's better. It's than definitely any better of the than Dark Knight Rises. I'm, no, my my argument is not as the the best out of all of them. I'm saying that Civil War is the best out of the Captain America trilogy. That is also wrong. <laughs> well, I don't. I can't that, make it happen. Okay, Winter. I, I dis- Winter Soldier is I disagree, the best one, but. Yeah, I say Winter Soldier is the best one, but I don't think it's a ridiculous argument to say that uh, Civil War is the best one. Because Civil War is really fucking good. I mean, it gives you everything. It's entertaining. It's not... There's. I just maintain that there's zero stakes in that movie. There's no stakes in any of these movies. <laughs> it's true. Except for yeah, the Dark is, Knight. What the only the stakes in the Dark Knight? The- that Gotham's gonna blow up. That a billionaire's that that a billionaire's gonna lose his money, man. Come on, we can't let that happen. <laughs> I mean, I haven't guess you Harvey haven't Dent you died? heard the president? The when I do remember thinking in the Dark Knight when they when they like added Harvey Dent, I was like, why are we doing the two villain thing again? It was a weird juxtaposition on juxtaposition because Joker was, you know, the other side of the coin of Batman, but also the third side of the coin is Two-Face. And it's like, oh, okay, so you either are Batman or you're not is the only answer in this world. The the Dark Knight also has one of, speaking of Two-Face, also has one of the funniest uh, continuity errors ever when the Joker walks in in full face paint and it isn't until he takes off his mask that Harvey Dent realizes he's the Joker. <laughs> yeah. That's, I still don't understand what was happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just like, he just takes off his, he takes off his nurse's mask and he's just like, ah, like, <laughs> um, Rachel, the behind the scenes of the demolition of that building is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like apparently like it was delayed, so Heath Ledger's like uh, tampering with the trigger was actually real. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't think that he's like, oh well, I guess this isn't gonna blow up, and then he just went with it. I don't know. 
I will say, I will say, Dex. Um, unfortunately, all of my family sided with you on Instagram. Let's go. And and I so I and and my uh, and 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 my better hat, my girlfriend. There we go. There we go. Shout my out girlfriend to Caitlin, of five years. holding it down. On the right side of history. Uh, mm, I don't, I just, I don't know what to do about this. Just embrace it, bro. You lost. It, it happens. I didn't lose, but I kind of <laughs> did. <laughs> this I will is not, say. My dad, my girlfriend, my sister, and my sister-in-law all basically just, just voted with you. And I don't like that. I will say that just talking to people about this, there has been like a pretty stark gender divide. Uh, Most of the women that I talk, almost all the women that I talk to agree with me on this. Uh, I don't know what that Mm -hmm. says about the movies involved, but a lot of the men just find the idea completely blasphemous. Like, how could you ever think such a thing? Um, But the women are with me on this. So, you know, that counts for something for me. This is going to sound sexist, but Chris Evans is hotter than Christian Bale. So... These are facts. Yeah. I mean, it's agreed. just a fact. So that yeah. may play into it a little bit. The reveal of Chris Evans, though, when he comes out of out of the uh, machine mm-hmm. is astonishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where he's, for some reason, very oily. He's very tan and oily after coming out of the machine and just like, just like the biggest human being that there's anyone's ever seen. <laughs> Oh, it's gorgeous. His chest muscles have chest muscles. Yeah, man. It's packs on packs. A lot was going on there. Uh, I maintain that it is a boring movie, though, because literally there is one fight scene, and it's at the very end, and it lasts for 10 minutes. And then he crashes a plane into the ice. That's it. That's all that happened. Most of the movie is him going around collecting war bonds. (laughs) <laughs> nothing says superhero movie like helping your country folks what's wrong with propaganda what is wrong with world war ii propaganda in what 2009 10 11 something like that i don't know man i i just i tried to i just remember trying to watch that movie 11. again and it was so goddamn boring it was so boring I mean, we um, all watched Wonder Woman, so it's like we saw Captain America, the first Avenger again. Captain uh, whatever, man. That was way more entertaining than that. It's the same movie. It's more entertaining. Disagree. And the villain is right, like so, a thousand times worse. The villain is terrible. And, <laughs> and, uh, Wonder Woman. That uh, librarian, the villain. <laughs> yeah, the... The Wonder Woman villain is just awful. And the CGI of that fight scene falls apart really quickly. It's not great. Yeah, it really isn't. I don't know where. I guess all the money went into the World War One trench scene because when it comes to the final scene in Wonder Woman, like it falls apart. Like them fighting in the fire, like oh this, this is rough. This is this is bad. This is really bad. Where did your money go, DCEU? Yeah, that is that is my other hot take is that Wonder Woman is the most overrated superhero movie of the past ten years. Not even close. Most it overrated. Most overrated. 
That's your one take hot take right there. My one take hot take. Uh, Wonder Woman, not good. Most overrated movie twi- of the last superhero movie of the last ten years. People, you you could actually hear people quitting listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> tweet that right now. <laughs> tweet I'm it right tweet now. Tweet it right now. Tweet See, it right now. He did. We, we were actually show. supposed to talk about this post Emmys or not Emmys Oscars. Um, Dex did come in with the hot take of Gal Gadot is not attractive. Yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I didn't say she's not attracted. I'm just not attracted to her, okay? I understand what other people are. She just doesn't do anything for me. I, I, I just, feel like you're wondering what again, again, I, again, I say, again, I say, what's up, dude? <laughs> what's, go- what's going on? I, what's going on with your life? Hey, man. We're is, not- I have to be true to myself, okay? I just don't, I don't see it. It's just not happening. I'm not going to, I don't want to sit here and like objectify Gal Gadot. Like everybody knows that she's good looking and probably one of the better or one of the best looking women in Hollywood. So I mean, she's like that being said, top 200, I can't give her much more than that. Yeah. I. You can't even top 100 her? In film, in film alone, is not like all of rails. entertainment. Just film alone, she's barely breaking top two hundred. She was Miss Israel, two thousand five. That does nothing for me. I'm sorry. I two thousand four. I I ain't got it for you, man. I just don't, bruh. You know, when you start to think that you start knowing, you start to think that you start knowing a guy and. And, you know, they they just hit you with just bad opinion after bad opinion. And I've been following you on Twitter for a while, so I should know this. But, you know, just getting these opinions now is it's 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 hurting me, man. It's really hurting me. I think that all people should live their truth. And that's all that I want to do. That's beautiful. Anyway, I guess, but it's like not great. I am who I am. <laughs> All right, let's go over these real quick. Just uh, a look by look. Batman Begins first movie. It has an eighty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, eight point two user score on uh, IMDb, and uh, Roger Ebert gave it a four out of four. So that's that's interesting. Um, this movie still, I still feel like it does. The filming still holds up with it. Even the CGI and stuff still holds up with it, even though it was made way longer ago. It was made fifteen years ago in two thousand five, which is crazy. Um, it, it, on a $150 million budget, it grossed 30, uh, 371.8 million. Um, which is all these movies are actually kind of similar in their trajectory as far as amount of money made, uh, as opposed to, as opposed to budget captain America, the first Avenger 80% on rotten tomatoes, which I found astonishing, but Here's where it comes in. It has a 6.9 uh, user score on IMDb. $140 million budget, $370 million gross. So, all right, we're kind of around the same thing. Here's where it, here's where it starts to go nuts. The Dark Knight. 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4, 4 out of 4 by Roger Ebert. Uh, dot com the nine out of ten user score on 
IMDb. It's rated like the, I don't know, like the third best movie of all time by everyone. Jeez. Top rated movies, number four on IMDb. It grossed a billion dollars. That's cute. That's cute? <laughs> That's cute. Let's see. It grossed a billion dollars on a $185 million budget. Captain America, The Winter Soldier, 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So like you're saying, very good. 70% on Metacritic, very good. 7.7 user score on IMDb. So your boys don't even like it as much as you like it. Um, $170 million budget, $714 million gross. That's cute. It is. We're only bigger and better at this point now, though. So, you know, baby steps. Dark Knight Rises, 8.4 score on IMDb, 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 4 by Roger Ebert. So, Roger's going down a little bit. $250 million budget actually grossed $1.084 billion. And then Captain America Civil War, 91% on Rotten Tomato, 7.8% on IMDb. And then it $250 million budget grossed $1.1 billion. So the Dark Knight trilogy has grossed more, has better reviews by its fans, and is just better. So what do you have to say for yourself? One more time. So, do, you, do you want to say sorry? Do you want to say sorry? Hashtag support Chris Evans. <laughs> everybody, everybody supports Chris Evans. Who doesn't support Chris? I'm Evans? right, damn it. <laughs> All right, we'll end off on the test of time. Uh, I really think that mine will. Well, right, we'll we'll move on to the reason that we actually started recording here tonight. Twenty five minutes in, holy shit! Um, uncut gems, one takedown. Uncut gems. This will be the most recent one takedown of any movie that we have done uh, that has come out. It came out uh, around award season for uh, last year in 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, very good, very good ratings, uh, ratings and reviews. It has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, actually a 7.6 on IMDb, because I don't think people really realize what movie they were going into when they got into it. Um, has a 90 meta score, which if you know Metacritic and how they do, it's sort of an odd aggregate, how they rate and review things. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, 90 on, on, on Metacritic is inc- uh, incredible. This has a 90, this is where it kind of differentiates because I feel like fans didn't know they were going, they weren't going into a, uh, fart comedy, Adam Sandler movie. Mm-hmm. It has a 52% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Damn. I know people really didn't like, like this movie or were divided on this movie, except for critics. Critics loved it. Um, let's see here. Uncut Gems 2019 came out on Christmas. Christmas, fun Christmas Day movie to go see with your family on, uh, (laughs) kids. It's two hours and 15 minutes long. Um, we'll get into that. I feel like they could have cut out some parts of this movie, but it's a crime drama thriller, uh, with his depths, depths, with his, with his Johnny depths mounting, with his depths mounting. And angry collectors closing in. A fast-talking New York City jeweler risks everything in hope of staying afloat and alive. It is directed by the Safty brothers, Benny and Johnny, or and Josh Safty. 
uh, written by Josh Safdie and his writing partner, uh, Ronald Bronstein. Stars Adam Sandler, Julia Fox, Adina Menz- Adele Mazine, uh, Adina Menzel, <laughs> and um, Lakeith Stanfield and Kevin Garnett. Yep. The KG? Hall of Famer. KG! Anything is possible. This, um, I don't know how much it costs to make this movie. I don't think it costs a lot of, it doesn't have it right now. I can't find it. Uh, but it grossed $50 million. This is an A24 banger, if you will. Uh And so, uh, they are the champions of putting out, um, independent cinema before they get, I guess, bought by, Apple, which is bound to happen. And, uh, but it grossed $50 million. And I want to say, like, I don't know, like a $5 million budget, something like that. Mm. Somebody knows the answer to that. But anyway, so, um, where do we want to start? Because I have no idea. This movie is bananas, man. Its budget was $19 million. Oh, was it really? I thought it was way less than that. I thought it was like the A24 Blumhouse sort of. Spin we make really it on nothing. It. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess they had to pay Adam Sandler to be in the movie. It seems like he wanted to do this, but also you got to pay Adam Sandler. And I'm sure you had to pay for the rights of the ESPN broadcast and everything else. Oh, yeah. That's probably where a lot of the budget went. And the weekend. You got to pay for the weekend. <laughs> I mean, you don't we, have random to. Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just they storm did. into a weekend concert. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Where do y'all want to start, guys? Like, uh, it, this is, I just rambled for five minutes given the synopsis of this movie. Where do you, I mean, I I don't know where to start with this movie. It is, I guess we can start with Adam Sandler's performance because, and do the overrated, underrated, properly rated. Or do you want to do, like, just the general review just up front? Like, I give this an A plus or whatever. Yeah, let, let, go, go ahead. Uh, okay. I'll get... I'll get y'all to do that. I got to get something. I haven't eaten all damn day. <laughs> so y'all Eat go ahead. Mike. Eat yeah. on Mike. Yep. Um, uh, for me, this is like the most hectic, anxiety-driven film I've ever seen. Like right now we're talking about Invisible Man, like being you're on the edge of your seat and you're just full of anxiety and terror. No, 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 no. Uncut Gems from start to finish. It's just this no, this most, is this most, frenetic insane film and it's like how it ends feels really good and then it doesn't and it's very tragic and heartbreaking and the whole time you just it does not feel good to watch this film it does not but it's so good and adam sandler should have won something this film should have won some award and it sadly did not so what's your what's your letter grade is it a plus it's an a plus it's an A plus all around. There's, there's a couple of elements that I'm I agree should probably like be removed or maybe not removed but like downplayed. But there really isn't wasted space in this film for what being what like two hours fifteen minutes. Every second counts. Yeah, I agree with you on it being like very hectic and anxiety inducing and stuff like that. Like the sound design is what everybody talks about here. I'm stunned it didn't get at least a nomination for one of the sound awards because it's fucking insane the way the conversations happened and everybody's talking over each other and you know it just kind of drives this sense of urgency with every conversation um 
I give it an A plus as well. I think it's a really good movie and um, the performances are all really good. The plot is really exciting and you know then the ending is kind of out of nowhere. But I mean, once you know what happens, it's like, yeah, I should have saw that coming. <laughs> and I think that's the best kind of ending where you know it feels like it is shocking, but it also makes a ton of sense. So A plus for me. Yeah, I wanted. <clears throat> Sorry, I got cheese it's in my throat. Um, <laughs> dear Lord. All right. I wanted to uh, give this movie a B plus originally because it was just so much happening all at once that I it, like just hit me in the face. I was just, you know, it, it is that kind of. But after you sit back and you look at it and you look at um, Sandler's performance, the performances of guys, they, the Safty brothers apparently just got off the street. Uh, the performance of Kevin Garnett, the performance of Julia Fox out of nowhere, which we'll save that for later. I don't necessarily know if hers was a good performance, but she was good with what she did. And But Sandler's performance in the way that I put that, I wrote that this is the most manic movie mm-hmm. I've, uh, I've ever seen. And like I said, it does not stop from start to finish. Doesn't quit. Like they start with a guy breaking his leg and we'll get into the ending, but the, the, you know, it's just like from that point on, you're just following in the way they film, like the back of Sandler's head and the way that he walks. And it's all like New York. It has, if you've ever been to New York city, it has that manic New York city energy where everybody's got somewhere to be and got something to do and somebody to see and people to meet and shake hands and da, 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 da. And it doesn't slow down. Um, even when it does slow down, when they're like, when they're, sitting all smoking cigars and smoking cigarettes and stuff. They got kids running around everywhere. And it's just like, I don't know. So I end up probably giving this movie like an A or an A minus if I had to. There's some parts that I feel like need to be cut out. It's almost two balls to the wall for me. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, like, let me take a breath, man. Like once at one time. But I guess that was the purpose of the movie, and I guess that's sort that is sort of what the Safdie brothers do. Uh, I, I got to watch Good Time; it's on my list on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, it's sort of the same uh, way. I feel like it's a movie that's just—it's like it took one half step from being realistic to this is just slightly too much. Um, like I'm sure somebody out there is just like. Adam Sandler's character, like I'm sure this person does exist. Obviously, obviously, gambling addicts do exist, um, and I'm sure some diamond dealer out there is wheeling and dealing in millions of dollars and in, in debts. But it's just, it's a movie that it because it's so hectic. There's just like, and because the performances are so over the top, and adding to it, like it's it's just a little like half step beyond unbelievable, or not maybe not unbelievable, but like a little too much. But I think that adds it to it like i think that adds a whole other layer of this is too much but in a good way my only problem with the movie was that the ending kind of made a lot of the movie pointless it's like we just kind of leave a lot of loose ends and it's like i what was any of that for like pretty much all the women's stories it's like okay we didn't really need to like talk to them or know anything about them you know based on how this movie ended like it was all mm-hmm. pretty pointless. Uh, but other than that, I thought everything was pretty good, except for one particular scene with Julia Fox, where I was just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, 
She is one there of the it. worst on-screen criers I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that oh. wasn't good. That's what I... It's like, she was fine, but scene. like... She was... She, when when they're... Yeah, when they're sitting there and he's like... He's almost like fake cry. He's like forcing... At Sandler's forcing himself to cry. And then she's like, why are you crying? I don't know why we're crying. And you're just like, oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> Not good. I watched this movie with my little brother who's like 15 and we both just like stared at each other and cracked up laughing like as she was crying. Not what you want. There were points of this movie and this is why I take a little bit off of it. There were points of this movie and I couldn't decide. Maybe this is on me because, you know, I'm not a filmmaker. It didn't know. It doesn't fit into any genre for me. I guess it's like a crime movie, but it's also like a game, an addiction movie. There, It's also kind of a sports movie in a way like it's 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 like the most aggressive sports movie i've ever seen but it's like yeah it it's it's kind of a uh deadbeat dad movie you know what i mean like i guess it is sort of a thriller but the only thrill really comes at the end when he has those guys locked in and Mm -hmm. she's running to go get the game to go get the bag placed into uh or to go place the bet thank you and so that's why I kind of, for me, I was like, where, what is, th- I hadn't seen a movie like this really. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that's on me, but I'm just kind of like, what the, what am we, what am I watching? It's a lot of suspense too. Like the scene where he's a, or I think it's his wife is like taking out the garbage or whatever. And you're like, oh shit, she's about to be got, get got, but it's like nothing happens. Yeah. She's taking out the garbage. Like. It's just really suspenseful throughout, just because you know, like Adam Sandler out here wild, and this is going to catch up to him. Um, and then, no, no, here you go first, Jordan. And that's what I think. That's definitely what the the Safety brothers wanted you to feel like. Yeah, this is a guy that is literally not safe anywhere that he goes, or he's literally trying to be one step ahead, or trying to catch up. He's either one step ahead, or he is million steps behind. And so it's just like, which one of those is he right now? And I guess that's the being on tilt as a gambler. I don't gamble. I don't (laughs) – honestly, I I think I've been to a casino once or twice. Like, I don't – I don't gamble on sports. I feel like there's better ways to lose your money. But, like, (laughs) so I don't know what that's like to be on tilt, to be be behind so much – that you're, or especially to be owing people that much. I don't, luckily, I don't owe that much. Like, I have like a bill. Like, I have like <laughs> rent and I have rent and water and uh, electricity and internet. I don't owe some dude named Joey down the street oh, 25000 Yeah, $25,000 because the Knicks didn't cover. Yeah. Like, that uh, sounds awful. Yeah. Um, the other thing about this is that it feels wrong to cheer, to root for Adam Sandler. Like, you don't like him throughout the whole film, but you're stuck with him. So you kind of, like, intuitively have to be like, well, I guess... And it's, it's weird because we actually knew what happened at the end of that game. So knowing that KG does just have the game of his life, and you're like, he's gonna win, like... I don't feel good about him getting $1.2 million, but I guess he got it. It's, it's weird to cheer for an 
he's not even it, it is an anti-hero but he's even more beyond that he's just a regular schlub that owes a shit ton of money that it feels it feels weird to cheer for him but you you're forced to you you have to be a part of his life so you might as well just go with it i meant to say this at the very beginning no one in this movie is likable yeah Fair. even kg is kind of like a pos kg's an asshole he like steals the gym from the guy yeah uh like everyone in this movie is a dickhead nobody in this movie is likable Adina Menzel's the only one who's like uh, a decent human being. She's the is only she that's... though? Because even like even when he's even when he's like, I think I want to try to get back with you. She's like, you're the worst person I've ever met. Is she wrong? Yeah, is no. she wrong though? <laughs> like, I, I mean, guess not. I, I guess you're right. I don't think he, knowing his character, he's really shitty at lying and covering his bases. Like I'm 100% sure. Like from day one. Idina Manzel knew about um, all of his affairs and just was so defeated by that point in time that she was like, "Whatever, I just want out." It's very true. I find that I found that really funny when she was like, "He's like, I want to get back with you." She's like, "You're the worst person." <laughs> and we're all like, "Yeah, I, you know what?" Yeah, she's right about but that. It is really interesting that you mentioned Jake that like you're stuck with him because the Safdie brothers do a really interesting choice in this movie where it's like they rarely cut from sandler no uh, i mean there are rare it's very rare it's like it's like they follow him around like handheld when he's walking they follow him around like uh when he's like going to the bathroom they track him into a closet when he's having some weird sex conversations with this like the only time i think they really cut from him is when uh julia fox is given an hj to uh the weekend yeah. The weekend. That's that's the only thing that popped in my head is the only time we really leave him. Well, there's a bit like in the beginning, uh, we meet Julia Fox in like the apartment and the bed, but even then, that's what like half of a minute before Adam Sandler comes in. So, yeah, it it's him for two hours and thirteen minutes. What do we think of uh, Sandler's performance? And this was a big takeaway from from Oscar season, from Golden Globe season, from award season. Uh, I think he won like an Independent Spirit Award or something like that. Um, but what was his? What was y'all's takeaway? Overrated, underrated, properly rated for Sandler's performance? Considering there was Oscar talk about him going into this movie, and then every Academy was like, nah, <laughs> nah. Um, he's incredible. Like knowing, I mean, I grew up with Adam Sandler films. Like I remember renting Billy Madison over and over again because I thought it was the greatest thing of all time. And as a big golf fan, like Happy Gilmore is forever etched in my mind. Anytime it's on TV, I'll watch it. So like I, I grew up with Adam Sandler and all I know him really is, is as the comedian. Like, I, the Hanukkah song, forever, the lyrics will always just be in there. Um, and to see him make this switch into this just despicable piece of shit character that is constantly just ruining lives and just tearing through, he's not funny. He's not enjoyable. And he's killing it. Like, I think we tend to think of Adam Sandler as the actor that just makes shitty films so he can hang out with his friends. 
which is cool. Like if he wants to be a millionaire and do that, that's totally, he could do that. But for him to show this emotional range and these chops that we've really never seen before. Like I think the closest was kind of like punch drunk love where he shows anger. Um, I mean, it's incredible. Like if I, if you sat me down and like told me this isn't Adam Sandler, I'd be like, no, it is not. This is just a guy who looks a lot like Adam Sandler, but this is not the actor I know and love. And for him to do all of this is incredible. A plus all around. What, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Oh, right. Um, damn it, because I feel like he is properly rated, because I think that's a talking point we always are on, is that, like, this is so good. This is him. I mean, it, it is properly rated, because it's all that everybody talks about when talking about this film, is... is that this is Adam Sandler not being Adam Sandler. So it, it's rated, but only because that, that's what everybody talks about. Mm, I'm just going to go with underrated because he should have got the Oscar nomination. Let's be real. Two Popes Agreed. is not a real film. Nobody cares about Two Popes. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they get that Oscar nomination for best Do you want actor? an Anthony Hopkins? Get him out of here. Give Adam Sandler that nomination. It's what should have been done. Underrated. Y'all aren't going to like my answer. Oh. Finally, Royden with a hot take. Everyone disagrees. I loved his performance. Mm -hmm. I call it overrated. Because, because. Because. There was all of this, and and this is just a personal opinion. There's nothing to like, like, there's nothing about it. I I think it's his best role, which is saying so. Well, Happy Gilmore, maybe. But the... uh, Uh, the the talk was Adam Sandler's going to win an Oscar. Adam Sandler should win an Oscar. He should wear the khaki shorts or the basketball shorts on uh, on the red carpet. That was the talk going in. And coming out of this movie, granted, didn't see the two popes, so maybe Dex is right. It's maybe not a real movie. <laughs> Also didn't see Antonio Banderas's performance, which I don't know if anybody did. That's not be- well. Yeah, nobody saw it. But the <laughs> but coming out of it, maybe he should have been nominated. Sure. This isn't. This wasn't ever going to win any Oscar. No, it wasn't. And that it it wasn't gonna. It was not gonna beat Joaquin Phoenix. I don't think it was any better than Leo's performance. Definitely not. So. For that, with all the Oscar talk and everything that I had heard about the movie, me going into it, I just was like, this is Adam Sandler if, when he's given a good script. You know what I mean? Like, we, we've, like, we've all kind of known that he could do stuff like this or that he wasn't just... Lights, Camera, Podcast has a joke that, you know, he's not just doing fart cops three or you know what what have you so to that i just i feel like it just after i got done watching it i was like that was incredible but it wasn't as transcendent as i thought it was gonna and maybe that's unfair but it just wasn't as as transcendent as it was made out to be so for that i call it overrated so it didn't live up to your hype yeah, and I guess okay. so. And I, that, that's a me thing, and people can get mad at me all they want to, but I just don't think that it wasn't it wasn't this 
and it may be his career defining performance, but it just didn't, it wasn't as incredible as I, as it, I had seen it be made out to be. This is a very film Twitter movie. And I think yes. that kind of takes away from it. Like just a little bit. It's like all of film Twitter freaking out about, you know, pretty much everything involved with this movie. Um, and if you like got all of that before watching it, it's like, eh, didn't really live up to the hype. But you know, I saw it in theaters kind of before, you know, it had taken over film Twitter, and so I just kind of got to experience it and judge it for my own. And I think that's why I like Adam Sandler's performance so much more than you did, probably. You're absolutely right. I did have this ruined by film Twitter and podcasts and re- mm-hmm. ratings and reviews. I'm not kidding. Like when it's like. When it came out and is making all this money, and uh, Adam Sandler is going to get the Oscar, he's going to wear the, he's going to wear the, uh, and one shorts on the red carpet, like that's that was a joke. But like, I don't, I just, I didn't, it just didn't do everything that I thought it was going to do based on the Reddit and Twitter threads. Sure. And that's uh that's uh that's how Twitter and Reddit have ruined my brain. Um. My only response is like, we, when have we seen Adam Sandler like this? Though, the only film I mean, I get the the closest I could think of is Punch Drunk Love or Rain Over Me. Yeah, um, like every once in a while, I'll think about the movie Funny People with Seth Rogen, where it's just Adam Sandler being introspective about did he waste his career. That's a boring movie, but not as bad as people make it out to be. No, it is it is a hella boring movie, and it's also a part documentary because real comedians show up as themselves and also get to talk about how shitty the industry has gotten. But, like, every once in a while he has these brief moments of, like, in terms of, like, film, and I know, like, when you actually talk with Adam Sandler, he's an actual, like, intelligent and thoughtful human being that actually has a lot to say, but, like, we know him as the comedian adam sandler and so we get these brief flickering moments of him being an actor but like i feel like this is the first time he like he actually showed up and when he showed up he hit a grand slam it's very true like he's not like and i'm i I meant to make this point earlier he's not jim carrey where everything we know about jim carrey is when he gets a good script you know he's done this several times where it's like he should have been nominated for an oscar three or four times it seems like with Jim Carrey but it's not like Jim Carrey where we know oh he's just kind of a weird guy yeah so he can go into that place Adam Sandler by by all accounts is the nicest most normal human being that has ever lived that just likes making millions of dollars because Netflix will throw it at him and he's just like sure yeah so that's why he does all these shit movies because he's just like a normal dude that just was like, yeah, I like money. What? Ooh. And he likes. But what we know about like shitty films, so he can hire his friends and hang out with them. Exactly. Like what? I mean, you don't want to like hang out with David Spade in Hawaii for like three months. And sounds Jennifer fucking Aniston. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Um. Well, even on this film, like part of I don't know if it was part of his writer of just who Adam Sandler is, but there was something like a hoop cannot be like farther away from him than like a hundred feet. So in between takes, he would just go out and ball. 
also underrated Adam Sandler thing is that he's really good at basketball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that video came out on on Twitter where he was just throwing dimes and dropping, you know, <laughs> like touch passes and into the lane. Still wearing oversized shorts though, Adam. We got a buddy. We know you're listening. Yeah. No I know you're like fifty something. Podcast. I know you're like fifty something. You got to get new shorts, man. Got to major key. They make better shorts. Anyway, moving on. What did we feel? How did we feel about the supporting performances from? Let's start with. You know what? Why not? Let's start with Kevin Garnett. What do we? I. I'm just gonna say properly rated. I thought he was really, really good, and. Yes, he was playing himself, and Kevin Garnett is this larger-than-life personality in real life. Yeah. So they didn't have to go very far. But he was like, he was with it. He was like keeping up with the dialogue. He was keeping up with Lakeith Stanfield being weird as fuck. Like, like I think he was. I I thought he was really good. Yeah, I have to agree. I think he's properly rated, and I thought he was really good. Um, obviously, not a masterclass in acting or anything like that. It wasn't like some transformative performance obviously he played himself but you know he did it really well he was really entertaining throughout i kind of hated him because his character like stealing the gym and being a real fucking weirdo the entire time i was like what's wrong with you bro but uh it was good uh yeah i agree um he's not out there like trying to put out chops like i don't i don't think kg wants to be a professional actor but he knows what he's doing. Like that whole uh, scene when he finally buys the opal or whatever it was from Adam Sandler in the office. Like he's actually kind of going for it. Like he's actually showing chops because the only other film I can really compare it to in terms of like having a professional basketball player is Trainwreck, where LeBron is phoning it in. So KG showing up in this and like actually chewing on scenery and actually trying fantastic performance underrated. I thought LeBron was actually kind of funny. It's not a great performance, but I thought it was kind of funny. No, he's hilarious, but like, he's also kind of just writing on his name in that film. Like, yeah, I'm LeBron in an Amy Schumer frame or movie. Whereas KG's like, I'm going to be KG. I'm going to be Kevin Garnett. I'm going to buy some jewelry. I'm going to try to steal this opal. Like, I'm going for it. Also, Kevin Garnett is like regularly on TV, and I think that helped him a lot. Uh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, LeBron that doesn't have his the element. Same. They're like, he's just Kevin Garnett, the basketball player in a movie. Like, I don't. I think it wasn't a a huge reach for him to be, like go back into that mindset. It really is crazy. I think they were supposed to go with Amari Stoudemire. I think he was the gonna be the, because they're Knicks fans. I think they're from they are from New York, but I don't know where about. But they're all Knicks fans. So them having to do a movie about the Sixers and the. Celtics is kind of funny, but the they were gonna originally go with Amari Stoudemire, but I think I don't know of that weird end of the era of KG and all that. Like I don't know who you could have gotten that would have been any better. Yeah, one because Ray Allen, we know he's not a good actor, but like the <laughs> well, uh, damn. I mean, being carried by Denzel. Mm-hmm. I mean, aren't we all? Yeah, yeah Are we all? That's, that's true. I, I mean, I feel like anybody would be, but like, I think he was the best person they maybe could have gotten for that role. I'd say so. Kevin too. Garnett. Huh? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe I, I maybe y'all can think of somebody else, but it's just like I, 
I don't know. I, I really like you're not going to get Allen Iverson, you know, could have probably I, gotten Carmelo Anthony on the cheap. I think the problem becomes that like you're going to a lot of the guys who would be good on TV, you're going to make a, a very different movie. Uh, like mm-hmm. S- Steve Nash would have been great in a movie, but like this is a very different movie with Steve Nash as the basketball character in it. You know what I'm saying? Oh God, Steve Nash! <laughs> I'm not buying any of this. <laughs> hey, you guys like soccer? <laughs> That's why I'm here. Jason, actually, Jason Kidd might have been like he seems douchebaggy enough that I'm like, yeah, you probably would steal an opal. Actually, so get back. Actually, here. yeah, I could see Jason Kidd doing this for sure. <laughs> like, just a weird throw by like Josh Richardson. Oh yeah, <laughs> just somebody like completely random, like Chuck Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Luis Scola. This is a completely different movie. <laughs> you're, We're you're... here with former NBA player, not star, <laughs> Carl Landry. <laughs> um, probably gonna shove Chris Paul in there a little bit. Like, I'm just thinking of, like, the ultimate shit. Like, like you have this weird intersection because where KG is, like, a transcendent player. Like, he's top 15 all-time in my book. Right. As far as as players go. He's, like, an, a 12-time all-star. He's a champion. You know, so you have this aura around KG. Now, not everybody is going to, even today, all the younger kids may not even remember Kevin Garnett, which is weird saying that even though he retired a few years ago, but they don't remember prime Kevin Garnett. Sure. And in 2012, he was even a little past his prime. He was 36, which is great. It's also crazy that Kevin Garnett looks exactly the same as he did mm-hmm. when he was when he was in 2012, that everybody could just be like, yeah, that makes sense. This works. So yeah. that's something that they had to consider. I feel like I'm trying to think of like, shit talkers that it, like would have been because you can't just get like Matt Barnes. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. We so do it's need just kind of Matt Barnes movie though because holy shit. <laughs> the, the, the a biopic of Matt Barnes where he beats the crap out of <laughs> Is it Jason Kidd? Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher, you're right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're, they fight in their backyard at a party. Did he like steal anyway. Derek Fisher's wife or some shit like that? No, Matt Barn, the Derek Fisher stole his wife. Oh. Matt Barnes' wife. Or they had been divorced or something or were separated, but he was like moving into the in their house. But the, it's weird because like Derek Fisher was like a coach or assistant coach of like the Clippers or something when Matt Barnes was still on the Clippers. So they just fought each other. Yep, yep. Okay, we're off on a tangent now. We're, but, uh, we're, yeah, we're off, we're off. What do we think about Julia Fox? Overrated, underrated, properly rated? Overrated. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really know right. what she contributed to this film other than being the other girl. I mean, obviously at the end she gets to, I guess she gets to walk away with the $1.2 million. Where else is that going? Um... I figured that she, speaking of that, I figured that she was going to just be, they know who she is. And unless those guys get caught for murder, spoiler alert. They're locked in there. No, they open the door to let them in. 
Yeah, but doesn't like the little like nail file fall and the door closes? And that's why Arnold couldn't get it out or something? I thought like there was a conspiracy that they can't escape from there. Maybe. Anyway. I mean, yeah, but I I feel like at that point in time, like it's a double homicide. I feel like they're just gonna jet and run. Like I don't think they're gonna they're low enough level crooks that I don't think they're gonna hunt down Julia Fox. Now, granted, she's dumb enough to go back to the store, so mm-hmm. maybe it wouldn't be that much effort on their part. Dex, what do you think about her uh, performance? I think given HJ's to the weekend. I have a lot of questions about that. Like, why was the weekend in this? But anyway, I just. Uh... I have questions. About I think that she too. was pretty good. I think she was pretty good for the most part. But like I said, that that scene where she's like crying and talking to what's oh. his name, Howie, it's just Howie, just, just not good. Just it's not good. I mean, she's hot. I guess she does just enough, like to not yeah. take too much away from the movie. But she doesn't add anything. I mean, we're supposed to. Like she's not like this in real life. She's from New York, but it's like the real she. Granted, also, she does a good enough job because she's also never acted in anything. Yeah. So it, that's the thing of the Safety brothers, just like, we'll take whoever and put it in our movie. And she had just been friends with the guys, and she'd been a model and everything, of course. But, you know, they'll take anybody and be like, you look like we want you in this movie. Like, you look like you would be in this world. So, and then they put her in. So she did a good enough job for never being in anything. And I think that what they were going for is like, oh, well, you're Long Island trash. Like, you yep. know what I mean? So, and I I think she played that really well. But it was also just, yeah, the crying scene and stuff. Like, I got your name tattooed on my ass. And it's like, Zowie. <laughs> um, I want to know more about her backstory. And this also ties in with my questions about which version of the weekend do we have right now? Granted, this is 2012. Yeah, so he's, I guess, known-ish, but still kind of hanging on the underground. But you, who is this girl that like? Because we start out the film that she like did an impromptu photo shoot for fun with the weekend. You still don't get that, even though he is relatively unknown like but at that point in time like i imagine access to just a random photo shoot with him would have been hard so who is this girl that can actually just get like right into the weekend's face it seems to me that what they wanted to go for was that Howie has surrounded himself by a lot of people that are like social climbers in weird worlds like clubs and NBA rings and things like that with like Lakeith Stanfield, who we'll get to in a second. But it seems to me that's what they kind of was implied is that she like more or less is a groupie of some of these mm-hmm. things. But even then, he even knowing that he goes in and tries to fight the weekend. <laughs> that whole club scene is wild. Yeah. It- yeah, it really didn't need to happen, to be honest. Because the way he's not in there the rest of the movie. And it doesn't cause enough tension to where they, they don't sort of get back together before the end. Like, he yeah. throws a smoothie in her face, which is actually really funny. And 
when she's like, I got a smoothie. He's like, you, you really wanted to see me, but you got a smoothie. And no, I said, <laughs> anyway, but the weekend being in the movie doesn't really serve a purpose other than to further along that his life is sort of unraveling a little bit, even yeah. more so, I guess. Well, I guess it also kind of adds that he's connected enough that this sort of like underground club show that really is reserved for, you know, big rollers, like he has enough connections that he can be a part of that. Also, The weekend's name gets dropped so much in this film. It's like almost like... Are we slightly yeah. promoting his new album with Uncut Gems? When was The Weeknd's first big hit? I don't know. Dex, would you know? Like, I can't really... Like, 2014, maybe? That was his first big hit, but, like, his first... Uh, his first mixtape where he, like, got more widely known, I think it was, like, 2010, 2011. Um, you know, so he was, like, a known commodity to a lot of, like, people who pay attention to these things before... 2012 so uh, not me right yeah <laughs> but the i you know i feel like it was the safety brothers or whoever being like oh let's just whatever let's put whoever uh, a star in here name a name is that they could have gotten two chains we'd have been like all right like you know what i mean so it's just whoever could have been and it's like the weekend wanted to be in a movie so all right put them in our movie yeah, you it's, know? Not, it's not like The weekend is from New York. He's from Toronto. Like, they didn't need to have him. They could have literally... Yeah, what the hell? He's Canadian? Yeah, he's yeah. from Toronto. What? <laughs> anyway, I didn't know that. Anyway, okay, so... Okay, and Abel Maker on my test. Yeah. Um, they could have... They could have... To your point, Jake, they could have put any... They could have made up a character. They was like, here's Tuesday. And they could have just put him in there. Well, like, oh yeah, Tuesday shit slaps, and they're just like, yeah. Um, no, I was talking with Mallory about this, and that, and she brought up that it, it's possible that the weekend just like hit up his age and was like, hey, I want to break into acting, and that was right at the same time Safi Brothers were doing casting calls, so it was like, hey, you want to be yourself in a movie for like an easy cool million, and you get to work opposite of Adam Sandler, so I'm sure there was like a lot of curb appeal in that. And he was like, all right. And so I think that's probably what ended up happening is just Weekend wanted to act. And this was just an easy in with an Adam Sandler film. Dex, what did you think? I mean, I like everyone here is like a fan of The Weekend, but like what what did you think of him randomly being in this movie? It definitely took me out of the movie for a second. I was like, holy shit, it's The Weekend. I wonder why. Like, you know, uh, it didn't like, I don't know. It just didn't flow for me. It's like, why are we fighting the weekend? Like, of all the rappers you could pick to get in a fight with, why the weekend? I don't know. Uh, if this would have been Drake, would it have been better? Nah, I feel like that's even more off-putting. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Jake Drake is a former actor. Uh, eh. Yeah, I just feel I like, feel like he would have probably like more. acted more, maybe like because I they mean the weekend's only role. lines are basically like "feel how hard I am." It's like, all right, cool weekend. <laughs> so I, feel I, like I was Drake, gonna. I feel like Drake would have been like probably tried a little bit. 
Um, I mean, obviously I was going to mention whole... that, like, dear Lord, <laughs> like, what a what yeah. a one liner. He goes, he goes, yeah. turn the fucking, he goes, turn the fucking strobe on or whatever, turn the black light on, and look how hard I am. Yeah. It's like, wow, right. you got one page, go for it, and then you know, sing a song. Um, I mean, obviously that sir, that scene really just serves to show how at that point in time at his ends and how unraveling and how, how he is willing to fight a professional rapper for really no particular reason other than that he was getting it on with his girlfriend and his life was unraveling. So, I mean, it, it shows how he losing his mind and like willing to just do anything to get it back together. But I agree that the weekend, like it could have been anybody. And I agree that it is, it pulls you out of this film because the weekend exists in real life as himself. So in this universe, does the weekend exist, but Adam Sandler doesn't? Like it's it's very weird switching of roles that shouldn't have happened. Like name him something else, give him anything. We've had movies where rappers play themselves but are given a different name. Just do that. Well, you can make the same argument, I guess, for Kevin Garnett, where it's just like yeah, Kevin Garnett walks into Adam Sandler's store. He's like, you fucking Adam Sandler? <laughs> that's true, too. You know? I don't know. I uh, it, it didn't ruin the movie or anything for me, but it's just like, no. why are we doing this if we don't have them in there for longer? Did they have another rapper that was in there, too, where they, they were, that Lakeith Stanfield was trying to sell jewelry to? Uh, there were a couple of guys that were part of the posse. Uh, anyway, um, Lakeith Stanfield, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Let's get things moving. Um, uh, overrated. I didn't like his performance all that much. I really? I thought his character was just weird. It didn't, didn't work for me. Um. Not his fault. It, uh, just the character. Yeah, was yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with rated. Uh, I I think, I think him as an actor is fantastic. Like that dude is a chameleon. You could put him in any film, and he he owns it. Like he is whatever you need him to be. Um, so he's an incredible actor. Uh, I agree with Dex. I didn't like him, but I also attribute like that's just good acting on his part to make himself unlikable. Um, and I think he really does play this this character well. Like I I really do believe that he is the kind of person that would sell knockoff watches and somehow be so well connected that he could get to one-on-one FaceTime with Kevin Garnett. Like, uh, I think he was good. I think he's rated just as is. Like, I think he's incredible in this uh, performance and he plays really well. Like he plays a believable real person. I was going to say underrated just because it was so believable and so, uh, What's the word I'm looking at? He was an asshole where you were just so like, he played it so well that I was just like, oh, I hate this guy. And I don't hate like Stanfield. I've liked everything that he's been in. So it's just like, what is like, this is such a departure is the word I was looking for, for him, I feel like. And I haven't seen a lot of Atlanta, so I don't necessarily know what his character's like in that. But from what I've seen, this feels like a departure for him where he just plays like a dickhead. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Another thing that I wanted to say about this movie, did they they didn't use like a lot of makeup because it felt like 
Lakeith Stanfield like had like bumps on his face and stuff like that. Like it looked like he, not to like make fun of the guy or his complexion or anything, but it looked like normally you can tell like that. Okay, well, all these actors and stuff have on makeup to get away any imperfections. Yeah. Like it looked like he was a normal guy that would like had maybe an acne problem or something like that. That's weird to me. No, I agree. Um, I kind of meant to bring this up back with um, Julia. Her her makeup is bad, but not like in a bad way. Like they did a shitty job. Like her makeup is exactly the kind of makeup that that type of person would do. Where like it's a little too much and it's not right. Like things are uneven. Because yeah, I like the makeup is actually really good and the lack of like it's it's all a very realistic look. And same with costuming. Like that's exactly everything everybody would wear. Last thing that I uh, wanted, what did we think about the guy, or not the last thing, two more things. The guy that literally they pulled off the street to be the heavy in this movie uh, that ends up, when the ending we'll talk about here, yeah, shooting Adam Sandler. They literally, Um, I think, met that guy in Queens and were like, you want to be in a movie. He was great. (laughs) Yeah, he was really Uh, good. Properly rated. Keith William Richards. Yeah. Um, properly rated. I'll just say properly rated. We don't have to talk about it any further unless you got something on it, Jake. No, I was going to say, like, I, Keith William Richards might actually be a gangster. He played it so well. <laughs> and um, I honestly didn't know he was a nobody because when I was watching this film, I was like, this guy looks familiar. He looks like every gangster in every gangster film, so he blends in really well. Kind of looks like the guy that played Drago now. Oh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Kind of kind of looks like him a little bit. Uh, but finally, what do we think about the ending? Because we talked about it. Y'all talked about it a little at the beginning. What do we think? Overrated, underrated, properly rated, then give why. I'll go first. Uh, I think it's properly rated. It's, like I said earlier, it's the perfect amount of shocking, but also making sense. Like, some movie endings, it's, like, shocking because it's completely out of left field and like has nothing to do with the rest of the movie and it's just bad. But this one, it's like, that's really the only reasonable way for it to end is Adam Sandler getting shot. Cause you can't just fucking lock two gangsters in the, like glass room and expect them to get out and just be like, it's fine. You want your money. Like everything's okay. Like you got to die for that. So, you know, it works. Um, everybody in the theater was shook when that happened. Uh, like I said, I went in the theater and saw it with my little brother close to opening week and everybody like gasped and was like taken aback by it. And I think it like, it's a better movie because of how it ended. Um, but mm-hmm. parts of it also like, you know, we don't know what happens to Julia Fox's character, Idina Menzel's character. It's like, why do we have those plot lines? If we just weren't going to go anywhere with them. Uh, you know, you just kind of want closure for, some of those things, but I mean, also that's just how it works when people die. So, yeah. Real quick, Julia Fox definitely just takes that money, right? I feel I, like I she mean, she dies too. Like, yeah. Right? The more I think about, it, like, I feel like she would immediately go back to the jewelry store, like, because her move would like go back to Howie. And granted, I don't know if she takes the helicopter back because she gets in the limo. Or, right? How does she leave? Yeah, she gets the weird 
old oh, guy to get to walk out the money. Wild too. I looked him up. He's another dude that they just picked up off the street. Apparently, he was like a dress designer in the eighties. Um, massive cokehead. What? Yeah, you think? <laughs> I I mean I don't know how long that that drive is back to the city, but like I think she would go straight back there, and so. If the killers are still in there, I feel like they're just going to take her out, too. I don't know if she lives, but she's dumb enough to go back. What did you think? Overrated, underrated, properly rated for the ending? I'm going to go underrated. Like, I agree. It is shocking. I remember when we watched it in the film, I did not expect that. Um, and I remember leaving the theater, like that was not the ending we should have got. But the more I like sat in my car and drove home and the more I talked about it, I was like, no, that's absolutely the ending we would have gotten because I think this wouldn't have changed Howie's life. Like it would, he would have been able to cover his bets, but I think he would immediately have tried to double it. Like the dude is full tilt and he is an addict. And so like, I think he would have tried to flip that 1.2 million into two and that two to four. So this is the natural conclusion. Like there's, there's no happy ending for Howie. He wasn't going to get the, 1.2 1.2 million and be like you know what that's it i'm gonna cover my debts i'm gonna try to live a happy life with my family like no he's gonna be he's gonna keep doing the same shit over and over again and so like this was the natural conclusion it just happened to be a bullet to his head but it is it, it's the exact right ending for him and so underrated for me i'll go properly rated to a little bit underrated because I had heard through the grapevine, if you will, that he was going to die, which, and it's still, I'm mad that I found that out, but it still didn't ruin it for me, which is saying something because the payoff is like, oh, maybe they won't kill him. They just walk up and blast the dude. So then you're just like, oh, okay. Like. I'd heard that he died. Like, I didn't think he was going to die that way, which, looking at it, makes so much sense. You could have seen it coming from a mile away, like like he should have that bullet. But the actual thing that shocked me was when they killed their boss. Arnold, yeah. Or, I guess, is his brother-in-law, too? Yeah. Which is a weird thing we didn't talk about. But... Because that's who he owes most of the money to. He also has two other like debt collectors coming in. So he's in tilt with, he's like behind on multiple debts. Anyway, they kill him too. That's what really I was like, oh, like this is, this got, this took it up to a different level. For sure. Because there's that, yeah, there's that moment of like, okay, maybe he'll just stand still. Like he, they threatened him once and then he tries to do it again. And mm-hmm. then they pulls him over and then shoots him again. Like, you know, the, so I was just, I was kind of blown away by that. And you're right. This is the only natural conclusion to things because, you know, he has the money, like he has the money from KG. Like he could have paid them to get out from under that debt at least. Yeah. So you're right. He would have tried to flip it again and again and again. And so even if he did pay off Arnold and they went away, there would have been another debt collector that it would have shot him to. Um, those I other also, debt collectors were weird. Yeah. Those are this weird looking. Those guy. are weird looking. Yeah, they're weird looking folks. Um, the, uh, I, I agree that, that Arnold getting shot was also shocking, but the more I thought about that too, I don't, he's, he's a bookie, right? Like he's not like an actual gangster. Like he's just a bookie. 
or he might not even be that. Like I think he might have just been like a good brother-in-law that somehow had a hundred thousand floating around and was like, "Yeah, you can take it." Um, and then hired these dudes and didn't yeah, really because he didn't t- seem in control ever. Of those no, dudes. and like that the the scene where they kidnap Howie and they steal his clothes, like you. If you rewatch it, like Arnold's second guessing himself, like you can tell he's just doing stuff that he's seen in like mob movies or thinks that like a gangster would do. And so, yeah, I think he, these were just like hired thugs that he picked up. And so that was kind of his natural conclusion, too. It's like this is a film of constant escalation and constant retaliation. And so eventually it comes to a boiling point where these gangsters are like, fuck it, I'm just going to kill these guys, take these gold chains, take what's owed to me, and get the fuck out of here. Anything else you feel like we missed? Where do the Safdie brothers go from here? Because obviously they are really interesting. They make films that they want to make. They make films, obviously, about New York. Do they venture outside of New York for their next one? Do they, like, because it seems, they seem like pretty interesting, normal guys that love sports and things like that. That's why they made this movie. It seems to me they could be one of these that had this high, 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 high rise. They'll get all this awards. They may even get nominated for a few, but their movies are so nuts that there could be just like a sharp decline. And I would hate that because they do apparently make really good films mm-hmm. and are putting out different films. Do you see something like that happening or do you consider it like, can they do like what the Coen brothers have done? I know that's an easy example, but yeah. how do you see their career going from here? I I would compare them to like the Duffer Brothers of the Stranger Things fame, because like Uncut Gems is kind of like has kind of like an '80s feel to it, especially like those ominous, just generic electric tones as the intro and exit music. But um, I mean, the Duffer Brothers are known for being these nostalgic dudes of like we love the '80s and '90s. That's what we grew up in. We love these nerdy things, and I think that's how the Sappy Brothers will exist too they love new york they love sports and so they're going to keep making that style of film and i mean i think the fan base is going to grow and i think uncut gems helps grow that fan base so i think people are going to go see the films i don't think they're going to you know hit any major stardom they might hit another grand slam and it might uh you know push them over like the 100 million mark and maybe get like a, a, a massive deal but i think they're just going to exist telling their own the same story like the things that they're passionate about to the fans that want to see it, but they're not going to make anything that's going to be, I don't know, like Avengers level or anything huge like that. I think they're going to be caught up in the content wars and they're going to either get a mega deal from Netflix and make some movies that, you know, like 17 people watch the day it comes out and then nobody talks about it again, or they're going to get some major IP for one of the streaming platforms. Cause that's just how everything is going to work now. Yeah, A24 has already started to cut a deal with Apple TV, which just seems like the way that they look just seems like the like it should have been something that happened a long time ago. So they're, you know, A24 is starting to is going to produce more longer form television shows for Apple Plus, which kind of makes me mad that I didn't take advantage of the free Apple Plus when I bought my new iPhone. No free ads, but that actually is a thing. The so it will be interesting to see if the Safety Brothers continue with A24. And, you know, brand synergy with Apple. Um, 
all hail our overlords, Disney and Apple. They're coming to take over. The Dex, finally, for me, this is my final question. What does Adam Sandler do after here? Because he has that mega Netflix deal where he has, it's like a, I don't know, like a 15 picture deal or something nuts, like, or 10 or something like that. He had one good comedy special that literally he called 100% fresh. And I think it got 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that maybe where he goes with his career, getting back into stand-up? Maybe it was that a one-time thing? Do you feel like he makes like, like, shitty, shitty stepbrother comedy extraordinaire stuff? You think stepbrothers is shitty? No, I I was oh. trying to make an analogy. I was gonna say like, I want I didn't wanted to say fart cops five, but like I wanted to say, yeah. uh. Shitty substitute teachers eight. Two Jack, which actually two sounds Jill. like a weird adult film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's I cut this out. Dex, where do you feel like Adam Sandler goes in his career? I think he's gonna make his next movie is gonna be some shitty comedy again. It's going to be like you know your Jack and Jill type or whatever that movie he did with Jennifer Anderson oh, for Netflix was. Um, you know, I think he's gonna do more of that stuff. I don't see him. Like doing the serious role, back to back. Um, so yeah, I, I just can't see it. I think this is like the comedy stuff is who Adam Sandler is, and that's what it's gonna be. He said yeah. he was gonna make the worst film on purpose because he didn't win the Academy Award. <laughs> I believe him. Uh, looking at his IMDb, he's got two things coming up. Hubby Halloween, which is a post-production, which, here's a synopsis. Despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem, Hubby Dubois, played by Adam Sandler, is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike, but this year something is going bump in the night, and it's up to Hubby to save Halloween. It's going to be trash. It's going to be a horrible trash show. Yep. Hotel Transylvania 4, I think, is actually in the works, too. So yeah. strap in for that. I mean, that's it's paychecks. Paycheck. You know, I shit on that, but all of those Hotel Transylvania movies have made like $500 million. Oh, for sure. Nuts. It's nuts how much animated films make. So I, I never besmirch anyone for trying to make that money. But uh, that's really all I got. Dex, you tweeted something funny like, what's your favorite uh, unseasoned people film? And I just laughed. Unseasoned people film. <laughs> gotta be honest. The unseasoned people films, like, Y'all, y'all know what y'all doing sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's quite a few <laughs> really good ones. What are some of the answers? Well, it, Dex was a social network. There were some other ones. Like, I'm trying to know, think. Is Dex, there a you... single black person in the social network? I feel like there's not. Mm, not even any of like the coders or anything like that? I don't think Maybe so. Maybe the coders are like... One dude in the Facebook office at the end. I mean, Rashida yeah, Jones, but like other than that. Yeah. Because Rashida Jones is definitely black, but like other than that. Some of the things where it's like a walk to remember. Ooh. Ooh. Or you get, like, the uh, Legally notebook. Blonde. Yeah. I wish I could find that. I could, wish I could find the tweet, but yeah, there were some good answers on there. I don't, I don't know if it was one of you guys or it's somebody else I follow that retweeted it, but somebody tweeted, Legally Blonde is Joker for white women. 
<laughs> I was like, that's about, that's about right. That's about right. Yeah, not, I can see it. Un, not wrong. <laughs> that's fair. Just bringing bringing down the establishment like it was hard. Uh, yeah, we got to do a Reese Witherspoon take now. I, I, walk the line, maybe. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh wait, what? Walk the line. Let's good. do Walk the Line. Because Joaquin Phoenix might, okay, is in well, it. It's it's got all our all our interest. Yeah, it has all, everything that we love. A musical, basically. It's a musical. It's got Reese Witherspoon, Joaquin Phoenix, Johnny Cash songs. It's a biopic. I mean, what's not to love? La La Land and A Star Is Born before 2003. A Star Is Born. The movies that we're gonna watching A Star Is Born ever again. What? A good movie. You, you know it? it was. Was it? It's fantastic. I it saw it was. four times. That's right. This is going to be my hot. Everybody's full of hot takes today. Mine is A Star is Born is Trash. Get out of Get my face. Get out of here. I'm leaving. That's fine. Garbage. I, I'm, I'm okay with that being my, my last take on this podcast. Shallow really alone good. makes it an incredible movie. A good song doesn't make a movie. It Black did. eyes open wide. It's time to testify. I will. I will say like that. For him to actually learn to have played guitar, I was like, "Good, good for you. Good for you, Mister Cooper." Bradley Cooper when, was in when, his bag the entire movie, both acting and directing. Uh, who taught him? We could do this when later. Sam when Sam Elliott goes up to him and says, "You stole my fucking voice." You didn't tear up a little bit. No, I you didn't tear up when he fucking died, and then Lady Gaga <laughs> sang about it. No, I was over the film after after like just, the supermarket date, like after like he first meets Lady Gaga, and they have that's like, fifteen minutes into the movie. Yeah, and I was over it because that's that's the whole film. Like you can watch that parking lot scene, and you get the whole film. Like he shit face. She's trying to take care of him and also, like, try to form a career. Like, it's the whole movie in a parking lot. What What well, is uh, wrong with you? Damn it, Jake. <laughs> bringing everything back around to Uncut Gems, Jake. I disagree. I disagree. This is how I win. <laughs> this is how I win, KG. That's history right there. <laughs> Dear Lord. That's a trash take, all right? I'm sorry. We're going to... I'll tweet, I'm going to tweet it right now. I'm going for it. Fine. I have gotten, Make a, that. Little, I have gotten a little bit of what? heat for my uh, Wonder Woman take. Just a little, though. Not a whole uh, lot. It's late yeah. at night. Hold on. Hold on. Let's look at the, uh, look at oh. the minimum. Minimal heat. Uh, just, just a little. Wonder Woman is the most overrated superhero of the last 10 years. <laughs> Bayloretta blocked. <laughs> You got to do the quote at replies thing because it's mostly quote tweets trying to dunk on me. Hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> Every day, wait. Every day y'all get on this bird app and just say whatever stupid shit your mind didn't make you forget. <laughs> what? I don't know. that. That is convoluted. I have no idea what that means, to be honest. Your mind didn't let you forget that Wonder Woman is overrated? It's hella overrated. I'll never forget it because y'all never let me. It's it's, it's a good movie. 
it's a ripoff of Captain America, the Winter Soldier, or not the Winter Soldier, the first Avenger. You don't even know the movies that you like. Shut up, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, finally, no, leave everything oh, is. I'm, leave, I'm leaving my Star is Born take, but pass that. Leave anyway. everything. Leave everything. No tip. One take. One leave everything in. Take. Even my. Even my botched attempt to start this with a jab. Uh, <laughs> next week, we are going to be reviewing Onward. I think that will come on Sunday because your boy will be at a wedding. I said I don't gamble, but I'm going to Shreveport, so I may gamble a little bit. Hey. Sorry. Go full tilt. I might go full tilt on some blackjack. Uh, so, go see Onward. Pixar's Onward, apparently okay, mm-hmm. which is what you come to it. Like, Okay for a Pixar film is like any Pixar film is going to be okay. But okay for a Pixar film is like, man, disappointing. So we'll see how that goes. After that, I really do want to review The Way Back uh, with Ben Affleck. uh, Where Ben Affleck, somehow they make you think that he was recruited by Kansas to play basketball. Yeah. So I do want to see that. that You're talking about The Way Way Back, which is a totally different film. It's a good movie, though. It is. It is a good movie, if you haven't seen it. Um, no, The Way Back with Ben Affleck, I think, will come the week after that. Then we got a couple more movies uh, coming up. Black, uh, what other... Well, we were getting close to James Bond, but anyway, we can talk about that at a later date. So, Onward, then the week after that, The Way Back. I think we may do... Y'all are down for Walk the Line for our next one takedown? Let's do it. I'm cool with that. All right, we'll do that. So... Onward, walk the line, the way back. That's kind of the order of how things will go. Anything else before I do our whole spiel and wrap up? It is twelve fourteen. Good Lord. Take us home. All right. You can find us at One Take Pod, the number one take pod on Twitter. You can find uh, us on Instagram at Roy Nogletree, at Lord Hinton. Is it at Mr. Wallenby? Is your... Uh, What's your on Twitter? No, on uh on Instagram. What's your Instagram? Oh yeah, I think it is Mr. Wallaby. It's a Harry Potter thing. Oh, and that makes sense. Look <laughs> up Jake Hicks. You can find you can find Mr. Wallaby on Instagram dot com. You can mm-hmm. email us at one take podcast show at gmail dot com. You can find us on. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I'm trying to get us on radio.com to even further the brand. You can find us on Simplecast as well. Uh, Some pretty good downloads on our last episode. Actually, they kind of went back up. So thank you for all those who are listening. Thank you to the people in the Commonwealth of Australia. Thank you to our friends in London for listening as well. Thank you to our friends in the United Arab Emirates for listening as well. Uh, we appreciate that. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe. Dex, hit him with the hashtag because this movie is coming down the pipe. Another trailer came out for Black Widow. What's the hashtag? Hashtag support Florence Pugh, baby. Go see Black Widow in theaters this May. We're doing the Florence Pugh Appreciation Podcast before that. Get ready. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We out. We out. <laughs>